people come here because of the narrative environment. You, you can go to a bigger roller coaster someplace else or faster or whatever, but they come here because they want to be part of that environment and, and, and enjoy the being part of that narrative, even if it's not implicit. It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. experience space stretches far and wide, from theme parks to retail to house of worship and more. As consumers crave more interactive, immersive, and intimate experiences, the demand to create unforgettable memories is steadily rising. Peter Weishar is the director of themed entertainment at the University of Central Florida, a program centered to ensure the future leaders in themed experience field are prepared for what's to come. In this episode, Peter explores where he sees the future of themed experiences headed, and importantly, the importance of holistically preparing the leaders of tomorrow to embrace the future. Welcome, Peter. Thank you for having me. Let's start with how you got into this field. I, I find that however people got in is usually a really good story. So how did you end up where you are as the director of themed experience at University of Florida? Well, actually, uh, my father was a scenic designer, so I grew up in a family that cherished the arts. When I was a traditional art major, went into uh, digital media, became a art director for games. The first time I was in a theme park for any amount of time, I was 30 years old. Wow. I'd already been to art school for eight years, and I looked around and said, this is magnificent. It is is like a huge stage set, a, a play space for adults. I was more interested in the theming and the storytelling than I was in the rides. I realized that this could be an academic discipline. I started focusing more on that, concentrating on making connections into the industry. And I went from being a a professor at uh, NYU. I became a dean at the Savannah College of Art and Design. As a dean, you get to uh, have a little bit of leeway about the things you want to do. And I brought in some classes in themed entertainment. And then I um, started a themed entertainment design major there. About five years ago, I was recruited to come here to UCF to start a themed experience program. Wow. So you really started in the arts field. And what drew you from the arts to the education path that you took? As I mentioned, I was doing games. And my company got a contract doing a game for NYU. And they moved us into the offices. I was in the assistant chair's office and I was there for a few months working on this game. And I loved it there. And I said, this this is where I wanted to be. And I remember going to the chair of the department. Her name was Red Burns. And I, I said, you know, if you ever want me to come back and speak. And she said, no, you should be a professor. You should start teaching. Wow. And if you met Red Burns, you don't say no to her. So I said, sure. And Good. I loved it right off the bat. First time I taught, you know, a few times adjunct and then eventually found that they had a, a tenure track position for me. And I've been in academia for almost 30 years now. That's amazing. That's a an educational game right there, right? <laughs> so, and then you've turned in this passion for art and gaming and into an educational career. And now you've really taken that to the next level in creating um, where you've taken the program at the University of Central Florida. So you've now created a graduate level program there. Tell us about that. I came to UCF and I, I had a proposal about, I was probably about six or seven years ago to do a master of science program in themed experience. And the Dean Jeff Moore immediately shared that vision and we made it happen and he brought me down to UCF. It takes about three or four years to start a new major. 
And we had to write about 360, 370 page report that went all the way up to the board of governors. And what's actually really significant is the state university system now recognizes themed experience as its own discipline. Wow. Um, but while we were getting that together, while we we're getting the, the master of science together, we started an MFA track in theater. So that's been going on now. It's in, it's in its fourth year and the MS is in its second year. So wow. we have, we have so two, two different programs. Ma- yeah. Two different master's programs. One is a three-year terminal degree MFA and then one is a two-year master of science. Any others on the drawing board? No, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're already a very sizable graduate program. We're about over 60 students now. And in the next uh, year or so, we'll probably be about 90. Wow. And that's, that's very large, especially in the graduate, for a graduate program in the arts. Mm-hmm. And, and your program has some very interesting partnerships, such as your partnership with Meow Wolf. Talk to us about that and the virtual reality space and collaborating with the top engineers. The idea of a graduate program is to expand the body of work in the field and to explore, to kind of push the boundaries. And Meow Wolf, of course, has done that. They have their unique aesthetic and they've done something that's really incredible. They're literally lightning in a bottle and they did it three or four times. It's the kind of work that I envisioned a lot of my students getting involved with. I met a few of the people from Meow Wolf at IAPA actually. Okay. And we were talking about it and they were talking about the extensive backstories that they have and and all the writing they do. And uh, we started something called the Meow Wolf Writers Workshop. So I have students who are volunteered to be part of the class and, and, and the Meow Wolf people are there and they're presenting ideas for some pretty out there, interesting environments. We're going to conclude the workshop in a couple of weeks at, at IAPA. And then uh, some of the students and I are going to be go out to Santa Fe to go to the House of Eternal Return and meet with the people there and work with the creatives. Nice. And and hands-on learning plays such a crucial role for the themed entertainment students. Why is that? such an integral part of things? Well, we're located right here in Orlando and it's the epicenter of the industry. We're right in the heart of where all the, most of the cre- you know, creative is done and, or, or at least implemented. And it was really important to learn from the best. There's so much that's around us. Well, for example, uh, uh, we were asked many times, would we do an online program because of the popularity of that? And I felt that that would uh, diminish the experience, that it's important to be here to be working with the professionals, to be out in the field, to be interning. And we're working with a universal creative. So it's called the UCF Universal Creative Lab. And it's a multi-year commitment from Universal. And I have a co-teacher, Chris Oliver, who's a vice president of engineering at Universal. Wow, that's so exciting. And for half the class, the students are behind the scene at Universal, uh, uh, literally walking the rides with the engineers, the designers, the producers, the IP managers, meeting with legal to talk about all the things that are involved with that as well. Wow. Uh, safety, design, all, all the different aspects that go into creating a themed experience, especially at one of the leading parks and resorts in the world. So uh, it's a magnificent opportunity. They're, they're all backstage there. They're meeting in the offices. And, and those students are working on a project that they present to Universal at the end of the class. That's pretty cool. I imagine that's going to draw some <laughs> applications to the university. Yeah, it's, it's actually what we did was we did a class during the sc- regular school year open to just graduate students. And then we have another class in the summer open to every single student from any university. Wow. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about technology of the future, such as a virtual reality and how you see them impacting themed entertainment space in the future. We use VR a good deal, actually. I kind of break it into two different things. We use it for a lot of pre-visualization of what would potentially be a physical space. 
especially if you know, you're a student, you're not going to be able to build out something, especially to scale. Right. Um, but the VR is really able to communicate pretty well what the guest experience will be like. And then we use it too as an end product. Well, many themed entertainment experiences, you do a combination of a physical set combined with digital technology, projection map, et cetera, you know, and we're helping the students understand technology so they can integrate it into the work that they're doing. It's important for a student not to be afraid of technology, to be able to embrace it and to be able to think about how to communicate well with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I just did a class last night and I talked about Walt Disney and I was talking about how he was able to do exactly that with sound, with color, with all the different innovations and the multiplane camera. So he would see technology and say, I can make something unique and something, a great piece of art with that. Right. And that's what we try to uh, instill in our students. So that probably helps you decide then what technology to focus on with your students. I mean, in, in your teaching, how do you scope out, if you will, the technologies that you're, you want your uh, future leaders to be versant in? We'll do a combination. You know, we require that students are able to use 3D computer animation and 3D computer graphics. And so we teach a, usually in, in Maya. We encourage almost every student to learn about projection mapping. And we do have projection mapping workshops there. Um, but then we'll also bring in speakers and people who were technologists and, and, and art directors who were using the, the, uh, the materials. So it's, as I said, it's important for the students not to fear technology I guess, right. and to, right. to embrace it. And to balance the technology and the creativity together. Yeah. And it's actually one thing I learned early on in my academic career is that artists, many artists take to technology very, very well understand it well and are able to utilize it in really innovative ways. So storytelling, also a very critical component. Um, can you explain why it's important in the themed entertainment professionals today and especially for the future to embrace storytelling? Well, we always talk about the difference between a theme park and an amusement park is the underlying story is to be embedded in a narrative. We talk to students about everything you see in the environment, everything you're interacting with that environment moves the story forward or or creates a deeper sense of story so that the narrative is what gives it the richness there and you know we're here in orlando and people come here because of the narrative environment you, you can go to a bigger roller coaster someplace else or faster or whatever but they come here because they want to be part of that environment and 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 enjoy the being part of that narrative even if it's not implicit what a lot of people think of when they think of a narrative environment is oh, you're going to tell me a story a three-act play but actually, uh, that narrative can really be a backstory that you feel like you're part of that isn't told to you in a linear way. Wow. That summarizes it so beautifully in, in terms of the difference between a theme park and an amusement park. I haven't, I haven't quite heard it said so eloquently. Thank you for sharing that. You've got so much to be proud of and what you've accomplished with the university. You just graduated your first class. Talk about some of those graduates. You've got to have some pride in watching that graduation. It was um, an incredibly emotional experience for me, actually sitting in the front row and watching them walk across the stage and realizing that a, a dream to start this program in Orlando and to do this at UCF had come to reality. And these were students who had their education based upon a program that we put together for them. They're all good friends, which is really kind of wonderful. And to see them celebrate together and to see their success after they've graduated as well. We have a lot of the students came and started, you know, were great artists already. We're great. They were very talented people. They were working rides. They're working operations. And they've gotten some, and almost all of them have gone from jobs where 
They were working operations for a ride to actually designing and, and, and producing themed experiences. Wow. And they've all found placement after graduation. They're all, they're all working. Yeah. That's it's, fantastic. It's, it's incredible. It, you know, during COVID, it was really hard. Um, and we had, uh, it was very difficult to get an internship and then it started opening up and then it, now it's been wonderful for, for the students. What a great story. Thanks for coming today to share it with us. I really appreciate your time, Peter. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Folks listening today enjoyed the podcast. You can help us grow by visiting our feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink.